gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Congratulations to everybody out there. We've done it. We've made it past halfway. We are now past the midway point in the college football offseason. We're closer to kicking off in Ireland than we are from the end of the 2021 season. So congratulations, everybody. Uh, you know, we, we follow all sports around here, but uh, especially this show, we, we we stand pretty close to college football. So we're very excited about that. And uh, also depressed, incredibly depressed today because Nebraska's um, – I don't. I don't want to just say like the future took a hit, but maybe a little bit of a. a if you're honest with yourself, uh, just maybe the program took a hit to to a degree as well. Um, as Dylan Royal commits to Ohio State now, he's a 2016 kid. Or excuse me, 2016 is quite a bit away <laughs> in the past. 2024 kid. I, I think certain websites still don't even have those rankings out, so there's still plenty of time. Um, to maybe turn him around uh, and get him committed to Nebraska. Of course, the son of the uh, great uh, center uh, for Nebraska there, Dominic Royal, played a long time with the Lions in the NFL, uh, but actually was the first Remington Award winner when they started that award back in the year 2000. Um, and just one of the best offensive linemen in Nebraska history. His his number, his name, hangs in the rafters, if you will, at Memorial Stadium, not rafters, but under the, the giant screen. And... Uh, it's just kind of depressing, but I mean, he is one of those guys that I suppose was just, I mean, he, he you, you started to hear about him, the buzz about him when he was you know, as a freshman or whatever, and uh, you say, oh, maybe, maybe they actually got a guy there, maybe you could you'd grab him. He almost like rose too high. Mm-hmm. Now he's, uh, by some services, again, some services haven't don't have the 2024 class because he's still, um, maybe it's just learning how to drive, you know, going into his junior season of, of high school. Um, but the other services that have uh, gone out that far have him at number one or, you know, close to it. So it's a huge deal. Uh, and in uh, a huge hit for Nebraska, I, I feel like as far as um, just your how you're feeling today. Of course, you know you can kind of speculate was the move um, for his uncle Donovan Riola to be the offensive line coach for Nebraska in part because of Dylan. I think that that played into it. So if you recruit lose that recruiting battle here or down the line, um, it, it'll hurt a little bit more. I mean, it's, it's seen as a long shot to get him here at Nebraska um, as opposed to an Ohio State or any offer that he has out there. He can basically choose his school um nil might play into it but I'm, I'm very interested at the timing of the decision um maybe nate maybe you can help uh call me down a little bit bring me down and and let me know the world's not over because a 16 year old kid didn't choose nebraska when he's still got two years left to decide well bach no the world isn't over and this will be my question to you and this will be my question to nebraska fans you can text me 402-464-5685 what is what is the incentive? What if if you were a high school kid, if you were a sixteen year old right now, why would you choose Nebraska? I I understand your uncle is a coach here, your dad was a big time player at Nebraska. I get all of that, but if you're a sixteen year old kid trying to make your own legacy, build your own legacy, why would you come to Nebraska over Ohio State? I like I genuinely want someone to answer that question to me because I don't know what the answer is. Ohio State's going to give you just as much NIL money. They have just as much, maybe not. 
I, I feel like that's tough to quantify how much history there is behind the program. But Ohio State has plenty of history behind their program. And they consistently make it to the college football playoff. And if they're not, they're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. And they have Heisman finalists every year. They have people that get drafted highly in the NFL every single year. At quarterback. At quarterback. They might not pan out in the NFL. I understand that. And we were talking off air. If I had to take a quarterback in the NFL draft, I wouldn't take an Ohio State quarterback. I don't really know if that's an indictment on Ohio State quarterbacks. It's just the history The history's there. They, they don't perform in the NFL level. But what? why? I just... I understand the frustration. I understand why you're upset. This is the home run kid that you want to get that is a legitimate program changer. I get all of that. But if you're choosing between those two schools, why are you choosing Nebraska? I'm assuming the kid wants to make his own legacy or else he would have chosen Nebraska. But when you look at it on paper, the two programs where they currently stand at this point in time, you're choosing Ohio State. I don't blame the kid for it. I really don't. What do you make of his decision to do it now as opposed to waiting until later? A lot was uh, – I, sh- I shouldn't say a lot. If you're following closely, then you could say a lot um, uh, is made of the fact that he's, he's said that Ohio State fans have the best fans in the nation or whatever, you know, that however he phrased it. Blow, that was kind of like, oh, well, you know, we yeah. <laughs> that's basically all Nebraska has to it at this point is that we can claim we have the best fans in the nation. Um, so that was a bit alarming as I heard it. I, I think there honestly might be part of what factored into the decision is is maybe that he didn't he doesn't want to string other schools, particularly Nebraska, along. Right. Maybe he's still got a soft place in his heart because you know his dad did play here, his uncle coaches here. There's always going to be the rumors there. Um, maybe factoring into his decision to go ahead and announce that he wants to commit to Ohio State now um, could be. Um, kind of positioning himself within that class. He's the first uh, Ohio State commitment in that class as of right now, um, and you know with quarterbacks especially at a place like Ohio State, uh, they're going to be searching around unless they have one, or and even now probably still doing the due diligence to get a backup plan in case he drops out. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I think that they're, the more that he kind of waited and, and Nebraska fans fell uh, in love with the idea of bringing him on board, um, the more he might be looked at as an enemy or a turncoat or something like that if he cho- chose elsewhere. So maybe that fact in the decision, maybe not. Uh, but I do have to agree ultimately with what you're saying, and that's what stings more about it than anything, is that Nebraska's right. – again, it's not just – this isn't um, – you know, just like, oh, man, two years from now, what are they going to do? I mean, there's plenty of kids out there. They could still, you know, who knows what the future holds. They could have a, a great recruiting class mm-hmm. that year um, and, and bring in a, a, a game changer at quarterback. We've also seen it's not necessarily the highest rated kids always turn into the best college quarterbacks. But usually if you're that ballyhooed as a sophomore, you're going to be pretty darn good. Um, so it, it, it but it stings a little bit more just as a program that, you know, you, you I, I think Nebraska, part of this whole Scott Frost not working out at Nebraska so far hurts so much is that that was the answer. Mm. That was that's what right. that was what You're was right. missing. And you have to do that. I mean, Michigan did this with their their Michigan man thing. I mean, everybody's got the same thing where you love the guys that kind of grinded with you before or you identified them as Huskers. Um, and so when there's these outsiders that are running your program and things go to the um, aren't working the right way, then the, the answer is always, well, bring in a guy that bleeds Husker red 
And uh, now that they've done that and that hasn't worked out so far in the Scott Frost tenure, it's kind of like the same thing here, right? It's like, how is Nebraska ever going to get back to where they were? Not necessarily in the 90s, but, you know, consistent top 25 finishes. Um, they they Right now, they need a, a, a Hail Mary. They need somebody to come in and save the program. Um, and maybe that's a bit of a turnoff, right? Isn't that kind of the issue in itself, though? That you do need <laughs> we're at the point now that basically we're saying we need Dylan Riola to turn around the program. You shouldn't be stuck in this position to begin with. And I'm I strongly believe that if Nebraska, which is why it's a bit odd, Buck, like you said, that he committed so early. I firmly believe that if Nebraska would have had Ohio State success over the past two, three seasons, he would have chosen Nebraska. I do. But the success isn't there. The draft picks aren't there. So what? What's your incentive? If you're if you're a 16 year old kid and you're getting the same amount of money from both programs, which I'm assuming maybe it's not exactly the same, but Nebraska and Ohio State, I would assume, are on an even level playing field when it comes to NIL. Maybe Nebraska has even more for all. We I don't know. even know what uh, where that stands as far as a guy that's entering his junior year of high school. Can I have no idea. Can you start the NIL deal? I don't that know. Early? But I'm, I'm assuming sure. that's been discussed. Yeah. And yeah. the kid's not an idiot. He knows he's worth quite a bit of money when it comes to NIL. Yeah. But if you're a kid that's trying to go to the NFL and you're trying to win football games on the college level and be considered as a Heisman candidate, why would you go to Nebraska? Legitimately, and all that can change in a season or two. I understand that, and I stand by my nine and three pick. I stand by the fact that that will help recruiting moving forward, and it will help Scott Frost moving forward, kind of being solidified into that role, into that job. But at this point in time, where it currently stands, there's no way that I would choose Nebraska over Ohio State. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's a 16 year old kid. Like it's great and all that the Riolas have a legacy here. His uncle's the coach. I understand all of that, and I think that's great. And I think if you're Nebraska, you did what you had to do given the circumstances to get this kid. But guess what? You aren't. You don't have a C.J. Stroud currently at quarterback. That's a Heisman finalist. You didn't just go to the Rose Bowl last season. You are not projected to win the Big Ten. You are not projected to go to the playoff. That's not where the program stands. And if you're a 16-year-old kid, that matters. And I think that went into decision-making. I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nebraska's, you know, it, it might have been the, the deal. And you don't want to speak for him. But I guess the, 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 the optimistic way of looking at it is maybe Nebraska has his heart and uh, Ohio State has his brain. And you got to go with the, the better decision overall. Um, but that might not be the case either. You know, there are some kids that want to get out of their dad's shadow or, um, you know, experienced right. you know different things as well maybe you don't want you know there's no like he's a quarterback he's not a center so he's already a different uh going kind of going through a different process and obviously um there's also the fact that you, you know you have to wonder if did did dad choose nebraska when he chose nebraska because he liked the people and the city of lincoln was nice or because at the time nebraska was ohio state at the time Right? <laughs> no, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, when he no, when he chose Nebraska, Nebraska was winning titles and a, a top five program, and you know he he made his decision to come from Hawaii to Nebraska. So you know that's a. Uh, I I think that that probably um, all factors into it. And uh, let's get to some of your response off the text line uh, as uh, as you can join in the conversation as well. Honda Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Same with Sergeant Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six. 
855-212-1385 as we get to some of your response. Uh, somebody texts and says, he'll transfer in a few years, and Scott will say we don't need him. <laughs> yeah, you can go back to that. You can always uh, try that out. Uh, Nebraska's got their guy that's, at the time. That's a good one. Uh, Gabe says, I don't have a problem with the decision because it makes sense, but a lot can change between now and then. And if we start winning 10 games the next couple of years, what if Ohio State goes to crap? It's not a done deal till it's a done deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly possible that things yeah, could change, yeah. uh, especially – um, a commitment after your sophomore season. I mean, we've seen those jump around quite a bit. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, I don't even necessarily, you know, I, I don't want to say that it, that it's not a done deal. Um, it just it just feels like a shot in the gut today. Uh, right. You know, so uh, there is that. And it's always, I mean, it, to be honest, it always seems like a bit of a long shot. I mean, you're really hoping, hoping some ties can bring into it. But the problem is, Similar to what what I've heard with the Baylor Shireman deal, right? Is that you kind of threw a lot into this, uh, you right? Know, and, you know, so they kind of threw the whole package of Baylor Shireman, missed on him. Now you got to reload and try another guy, right? Try again. Um, yeah. Does did the Dylan Riola? Did the fact that he was an up and coming quarterback uh, affect their decision at offensive line coach this offseason? I think it probably did. It's safe to say that probably had a factor in it, given. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Raiola's lack of uh, experience um, that you would normally have looking for an offensive line coach. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, this offensive line, we've heard good things. It gets off the ball better, all that. Um, and uh, having a Raiola, uh, you know, in the, up the front, it, I, I don't think, it, you know, you could do worse regardless of yeah. his experience level. Um, I, you're fine with it. You're but, not upset with it. Well, I've just been sold. Uh, this is the new offensive line coach that's going to bring you back to the pipeline one too many times to just buy into it right away. Uh, I'm going to have to see it on the field. Um, and it was the one hire. I mean, when you talk about home run hires, uh, you quickly mention the offensive coordinator position, the wide receiver position, and then you start to, to fade off. You don't mm -hmm. really mention the offensive line position um, because there are questions there with his uh, right. with his just lack of experience at this level. Um, now, he could turn out to be great, and maybe it doesn't matter one way or the other, um, but... I don't know if I feel that that's part of the reason to me why why this hurts a little more is because I feel like Nebraska really loading up on this guy, really trying to get him, and uh, maybe losing that battle qu quite a bit early. Right. Uh, here, uh, let's see. Uh, cool Hand Luke says you come here because we're going to be nine and three next year and go to the Rose Bowl. There you go. <laughs> maybe that is it. No, hey, if that's the case, maybe he changes his mind. He also says, love to love how both of you continue to say you're not advocating for a coach's change, then proceed to have an entire show about how bad the coaching is. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not saying I'm not. I don't necessarily not advocate for a coaching change. I think if there's anyone, I feel like it's you that does want the coaching change. I've said it all along. I wouldn't have probably made the decision at three and seven. I would have waited till the last two games to see how they turned out. And I'm honestly, how they finished that Iowa game probably would have swayed me in the direction of making a change. Oh, Buck. Also, he did this at two forty two. So that would have been oh, that was a while ago. Hour. Right. Oh, those. So, yeah, okay. you can you can attack Nick and Rico. Yeah, that's fine. That makes more sense. We stand yeah. by that. Yeah. So now us, you're just like, yeah, you guys definitely want a coaching change. <laughs> I don't want a coaching change. I think that the moves they've made, um, more specifically again at the offensive coordinator position and yeah. wide receiver position, yeah. as far as coaches that they brought in, um, is uh, is is good enough for you know this this last attempt for the, for your brother and all that stuff, um, but. I, I do see it for what it is. It's pretty close to the end, and the and the coaching has been pretty rough at times. Mm -hmm. I feel like last year, and this and this might be to, per, partially to a degree um, why you know Vegas and the analytics likes Nebraska is because they were in a lot of like primetime national TV games, and you're like, man, those guys can play with them. 
I feel like last year, not that Nebraska's uh, depth chart or you know roster talent was immaculate, but it was probably the best that Nebraska's had since the Pelini years. And the coaching, I, I believe, held that. them back to a degree. I mean, you had your special teams and your offensive line disasters, and maybe specifically there. Quarterback yeah. decisions, situations. Um, so that's... That's what I – I mean, that's just how I've read it. But uh, uh, we'll continue since that wasn't a shot at us anyway. Uh, Randy says, run the damn ball, and you don't have to worry about a quarterback. Well, there you go. Yeah, maybe that makes a little bit of sense in the Big Ten West, but uh, yes. who knows. Uh, Bill says, regardless of success, selecting a school now takes recruiting pressure off of him. Uh, the second he picked Ohio State, he still remains a high-level prospect. If he would have picked Nebraska over Ohio State, now his recruiting stock would have dropped. Um, I don't know about that. I, I think that um, – Especially with the connection to Nebraska, it would have been understandable um, if he if he kind of went off the the normal grid of picking the top five schools and went to Nebraska. But um, certainly, it's not going to help or hurt to have Ohio State next to his name. Um, <laughs> Jory says, if Mike Vick's son went and played for Clemson, Nate, would you understand? No, I I think that goes into <laughs> that's a good question. I think that goes into box point and kind of how I led this off. I understand the frustration. I understand why it's upsetting. But that's why it stings so much, right, is in this situation, Jory, that's the perfect comparison. If Mike Vick's son went to Clemson and he was a five-star recruit, the next guy that better than sliced bread, whatever. I don't even know what analogy I want to use there. But he's the next big thing. I would understand why he goes to Clemson. And that's why it hurts so bad is that there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to pick this guy up, especially with the legacy that Mike Vick left. But that's the situation. Virginia Tech's not an elite program. You go 6-6 six and six every season. You have a dumpster fire at the head coaching position as of last season. You, For crying out loud, you lost your winning streak to your biggest in-state rival, UVA. You're losing recruits to ODU, for crying out loud. Now I'm just yelling about Virginia Tech. Which yeah. is, I just have to get this off my chest. And ODU did but, beat Virginia Tech. And ODU beat Virginia <laughs> Tech. And it's like so all of those things combined, it makes sense. But that's why it hurts so bad. And I think Dylan Rayola is a perfect example of this, too, is that it makes sense why he's going to Ohio State, but it hurts because you you have an opportunity to get this kid if you just didn't punch yourself in the face on the field. If you just, I mean, that that was the problem is you created this situation. Nebraska football put themselves in this situation that now you don't get Dylan Raiola. You're a nine ten win football team. We're having a different discussion not only with Dylan Raiola with recruiting in general. Yeah. Like the, the, the entire feel process like, of recruiting changes. It wouldn't feel like you absolutely need Dylan no. Rowell. It would be like, well, there's other we're, options. We're People having are a completely different discussion. And honestly, we might be having a different discussion when it comes to coaching, too. Scott Frost could have an extension by now for all we know. I mean, there are just so many variables that go into play for you not getting him. That's why it hurts so much. Uh, also off the text line, um, uh, from an end name texture here. The one thing that has not worked is switching coaches on a regular basis. Why keep doing the same thing, dumb thing over and over when it obviously does not work? Uh, I don't use, I mean, I understand coaching turnover and, and the problem there, maybe especially when you're talking about assistant coaches, but I've heard that argument for the head coach in uh, an argument to, to have patience uh, with Scott Frost. And I, I've got to tell you, I completely disagree. I, I don't think that just because Mike Riley and Bill Callahan <laughs> didn't turn, you know, I, first of all, I don't think it's uh, crazy to turn over a coach every few years. The Mike Riley one was probably the, the quickest one, but that mm. was heading downhill quickly. I mean, we could all see it. Um, so I don't necessarily think that, that you should stick with the wrong one just because you've made, a, you know, 
quick choices. But again, that's not it's not like that. You know, program stability as far as Bo Pelini staying here seven years. That's more than the average, you know, that's coaching far tenure more than would the be. Average. I mean, not not everyone's Nick Saban, and I think that's right. part of the thing that we need to realize. Not everyone's Tom Osborne. The game has changed. Nebraska's in a different situation, completely. Yeah. Uh, Wet blanket has a good point. How many Power Five quarterbacks are playing their first school that they enrolled in? Three of the last four Heisman winners were transfer quarterbacks. Win in Nebraska will be right back in the mix. Um, yeah, you can definitely see yeah. that too, especially quarterbacks getting lost in that Ohio State depth chart. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's part of the idea, and hopefully uh, we we can talk with Brian Munson. We'll see if he's uh, he's ready to go here in a few minutes. Um, and uh, I think that Ohio State has already talked about maybe not taking a quarterback in the class prior to Dylan Riolas um, in order to pretty much say, hey, you're, you're the Look, guy. Look, schools say this, and I, I'll i believe it when I see it. That's that's putting a lot of your eggs in one basket. That, I don't know about that. Yeah, but that does tell I you don't I know mean, about how, that. how good that no, they it see does. it. It does. Um, Texter says, let's not cry about a 16-year-old quarterback. We don't need one anyways. We picked up one hell of a portal class and have a ton to be excited about. We're in good shape. Let's see what happens. I agree with that. That's that's where I think every Husker fan should be with this. Listen, it's it's why I was telling Nick and Rico too. We're still talking about Wandale. He's gone. It's over. It's done. That Dylan Riola committed to Ohio State. It's done. Move on. Move forward. There's other quarterbacks in the class. The transfer portal was a success. Casey Thompson is your quarterback now. Focus on that. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. There's reason to be optimistic, Bach. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Especially reason. after they win nine wins. Buried... When they win nine games, we're going to say we don't even want them. Chug that Kool-Aid and don't look back. That's what I would say there. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we t- when we return, we'll talk with Brian Munson of Husker Online and uh, try to figure out his uh, take on this whole Dylan Raiola thing. And maybe Nebraska does have more reason to be optimistic. We'll talk about that with him next here on the Ticket Water Cooler.